Welcome back to the Voices of Veritas podcast. I'm Candace Pritz, Community Relations with Veritas Christian Academy, and I'm here today with Mrs. Elisa Petrie, our art teacher at Veritas. The fine arts play an essential role within classical Christian education. The arts were created and established by God to enrich the human soul. Today, we will be discussing all of the true, the good, and the beautiful that occurs within the vibrant art program at Veritas Christian Academy. Thanks for joining us today, Elisa. Could you tell us a little bit about your background and journey and what inspired you to teach art? Sure, I'd be happy to. And I'm really grateful to be here today and to be able to um, share what's happening in the program. Um, But so me, I tell people I was born with a pencil in my hand. Hmm. Um, I don't ever remember a time when I wasn't drawing or coloring or creating. And uh, my father worked for IBM in the days when the computers took up a whole room and they had these reams of paper. And he used to bring home uh, sketchbooks for me made from uh, those paper reams. And I filled dozens of them throughout my childhood. Uh, Journaling uh, was kind of a form of art therapy as a child and um, a visual journey of my experiences, my feelings. My mom is really creative, always encouraged me. Um, I mean, I was always, I remember making a tiny mouse bed out of a matchbox, you know, things like that. Um, I took art classes throughout middle and high school, uh, but never considered an art major, actually. I didn't think Mm -hmm. I was good enough. And uh, Started undeclared at Pepperdine University out in Malibu, California, and I intended to major in literature, actually. And I spent my sophomore year abroad in Heidelberg, Germany, and so I did extensive traveling all throughout Europe and uh, was really inspired by all of the art in the museums and the architecture. So I returned my junior year and began my major in studio art, and I focused on drawing and painting. Uh, got married while I was still in college. My professor said, oh, why did you do that? They said, please, please just don't have a baby uh, if you want to pursue your art. And I promptly went and uh, had a baby. And uh, we moved to Asheville in 1992 from Southern California. And uh, at the time, I had thought I was going to pursue art therapy. And uh, that move here actually kind of ended that dream because those programs were really limited at that time. It's still very interesting to me, the art therapy route. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, so coming to Asheville, here we are in a really creative place, and I nurtured dreams of having a home studio for many years and uh, just kind of kept talking myself out of that. Uh, I became a mural artist. I did lots of residential art, uh, commercial settings, lots of uh, musical sets at churches and at, eventually at Veritas. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of my um Personal history, I heard about Veritas uh, the second year that it was in existence, actually the first year, and we started uh, our daughter here in second grade in 1999, and she actually graduated in 2010 and uh, has been returning now to substitute, and our uh, youngest son, Luke, is uh, going to be a senior next year. He'll be graduating. So we've been a part of the Veritas family for a long time. This is our 20th year, and uh, I have loved um, you know, being a mom involved. I was a part of uh, PTF. I was vice president and president, and we uh, put the playground in the year that I was um, with PTF, and so uh, that was a really fun uh, time to be involved in those early years Mm -hmm. uh, at Veritas, and just we just love this school family. So my opportunity to teach came in 2009. One of the art teachers was leaving to have a baby, and so I jumped in and uh, 
totally felt like a fraud the first day I was in the classroom. <laughs> I thought somebody was going to come in and say, you're not a teacher. <laughs> and uh, But what happened actually is I, I realized um, that I was answering the call, I mm. believe, on my life to teach. And my passion was unleashed. And uh, then I took the full-time position here in 2016. So I teach pre-K through 12. Well, that's quite a journey. <laughs> Would you share with us some of the skills that you teach in some of the projects as well um, with our students within the grammar, logic, and rhetoric schools? Sure. The first thing I want everyone to understand is, well, there are a couple of things. One, there's there's a common misconception or assumption that what's happening in the art room is we're just passing out coloring pages and crayons, and it's so much more than that. Mm. Um, I, I also want uh, parents to understand that when your child brings home their portfolio at the end of the year, everything has been completely um, executed by your child. My hand never touches their paper. They beg me to. They ask me, can you please draw this for me or do this for me? I don't touch their paper. At the most, uh, in the young, with the younger children, we'll do hand over hand sometimes to help them uh, draw what they want to draw, or I will use a simple template uh, to get mm -hmm. them started, like a circle template. Uh, I use acetate sheets with a dry erase marker, and I'll lay the acetate over their work to demonstrate maybe what they want to see, but I never touch their work. And that's a really important thing, I think, for parents to know is when that work comes home, that is your child's work. Uh, so as far as the skills, obviously it varies widely from pre-K through the rhetoric stage. I start my day out helping four and five-year-olds hold scissors, wow. uh, learn the names of lines with a carnival snake named Larry, <laughs> uh, and you know, and then I end my day with teenagers and we're working on the higher levels of artistic critique and creation. So it feels a little schizophrenic sometimes. Um, but you know, there are so many ways the visual arts benefit childhood development. And uh, we're developing fine motor skills in the early years. We're learning to take risks and problem solve all the way through the rhetoric stage. We're learning how to interpret, um, use critical thinking, take in visual information, and then how to make choices based on that in doing uh, our artwork. So I tell parents when they come to tour um, that the program is based in observational drawing and um, every child wants to know how to draw realistically. And mm -hmm. so we begin with the basic lines and shapes, as I said, in pre-K. And we're still really working on fine motor skills at this point because um, it's really a building block for what's to come. And I utilize something called guided drawing. Uh, all the way up through third grade, which helps the students begin to understand how those lines and shapes make up the objects that they want to draw. Mm. Uh, eventually, then they're able to look at a three-dimensional object or a photograph and then work in reverse, taking those skills of seeing and, and able to translate that down onto their paper. The older they get, the less guided drawing I do. Mm -hmm. Guided drawing meaning a step-by-step -step approach. I do drawing demonstrations. Uh, I give them the images or the objects and some pointers on getting started, and then I set them free to create and interpret uh, on their own. So currently, what projects are we doing? We're doing self-portraits mm -hmm. in pre-K through third grade right now. Probably what we'll do fourth and fifth as well. They start to groan when I say self-portraits, so I may, <laughs> I may switch it up a little for them. Um, but in fourth and fifth grade, we're doing uh, what I call master copies of Van Gogh's irises. And this is a really valuable skill because what we're doing, we look at and we talk about what composition means in a painting and how he showed uh, unity and rhythm and emphasis by the way he positioned the irises. And after a demonstration on how to draw an iris and mapping out the composition, they got started on their own, and they are stunning. I cannot wait to display these. 
And uh, we're getting ready to work on clay in all of the grade levels next week. That's always um, a very exciting time. If you don't hear from me, send help because (laughs) it's a crazy week. Um, Yeah, so there's if you get a group of art teachers together, there is bound to be uh, what can sometimes be a heated debate about process versus product. So what I mean by process is what you think of. It's the fun, messy stuff of art. Uh, and people will say, just let the children experiment, just let them discover, just let them just process, play with the media. And then there's product. And uh, that is art creation that has an end point. Some people will say it's cookie cutter art. That would be the really negative view of it. Um, And implying that children aren't using their imagination. I I disagree with that. And I do what is what I refer to more as process for product. Um, It's sort of like teaching the piano. If you go with a total process mindset, you would just let a toddler bang around on the piano because he's exploring, but he's not producing anything beautifully. He doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, What's he really learning? So you have to learn the scales and the chords and how to play a composed piece before you can sit down at the piano yourself and create a melody that's pleasing. So art is very much the same way. we start with the basics, understanding the color wheel, why some colors mix well and some don't, how to use value to give depth to an object. These are real skills, and they're learning through the processes and eventually produce a product. We, we live in a world that has to produce products. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're learning those skills that's, that's necessary for that. So I definitely have end products in mind. Uh, I give them examples. Uh, You know, we're going to do a landscape perhaps inspired by Winslow Homer. Um, And, you know, uh, if we're talking about color theory, I may require, you know, that they use a certain family of colors. But, you know, the end product is a landscape. If they want to do a red sky, more power to them. Sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of artistic choices are are the most dynamic ones and that's where I really let them have that freedom um, where I don't say it has to all look the same in the mm-hmm. end um, and actually process for product is uh, very aligned with the classical model of teaching mm-hmm. that we have here at Veritas and one of the things that we refer to in the classical model are the three stages the grammar stage logic stage and rhetoric stage so that not only aligns with uh, the stages of learning for children at different ages there is also a grammar logic and rhetoric within each subject matter and so in art what does that look like the grammar of art is what we call the elements of art line color shape value form texture space those it's the facts of art what is true The logic of art begins to incorporate what we call the principles of design or how and why those elements work together, exploring how you create a piece of art that works or that is beautiful. Uh, For example, understanding how to achieve balance or contrast or emphasis using those elements. Uh, So we learn this through art processes as well as through critique and observation of famous works of art throughout the grammar school years. And then the rhetoric of arts being able to take that understanding and put those elements and principles of designs together to create your own original piece of art. So, you know, really pulling it together. Um, This is the good, the true, and the beautiful Mm -hmm. part of art. This stage is usually achieved during the logic and rhetoric years. um, And not that it doesn't happen in the grammar stage, but but certainly is achieved in the the rhetoric stage. Um, And all through this, I'm really instilling the principle of excellence, which is also a part of our classical model. Uh, We don't aim for perfection, but we do aim for our best effort and uh, completing something that is beautiful. 
So I said we base the program in observational drawing. That is the basis, but we have a lot of variety in this program. Uh, I try not to get stuck in observational drawing, and but to try to touch on multiple art movements and techniques throughout the year, uh, which is, this is consistent all through grammar school logic and rhetoric. Uh, the projects are scaled according to the age of the group, so you know, I'm doing clay with everyone, but obviously we're starting with pinch pots and pre-K, but we're actually using those same pinch pots in the logic and rhetoric stage to learn how to make more complex objects. So. Um, I do a variety of things, you know, we do realistic art, we do pop art, we do um, some modern art, we do sculpture. I want every child to feel successful at some point during the school year. So where one child feels successful with drawing, another may feel great success with origami or with non-objective painting. Uh, this year I brought a loom into the classroom. That's been a huge hit. They love mm -hmm. weaving. Uh, well, that will be on display at our Night of the Arts, which is coming up. And I already mentioned we're doing clay. Uh, everyone's successful during clay mm -hmm. week. So um, that's an exciting time. Um, just a couple of other little things that I think would be interesting for parents to know is uh, just the little bits and pieces of what we do in the room. We have lots of art history and both ancient art history, history from dead artists, but also contemporary art. Uh, but it's important to refer to, to artworks um, before we begin, just you know, as a reference or as inspiration for our work. I want the students to have some kind of art or artist hooks to hang on to when they leave the art program. I figure if they remember the names of some artists or some paintings, uh, you know, I've done my job well. And I do something in the logic school called bell ringers. So at the start of every class, I have a painting on the projector and we have about a five to 10 minute discussion about the painting. And I ask them questions about it. And uh, we talk about what it means to them or what they think the artist was trying to convey. We talk about the composition and, you know, breaking it down, um, sometimes just how it was created. Uh, so that's a really fun, they actually love that. That's a, a really, they look forward to that point in the day. Uh, I do literature connections. So particularly with my younger grammar school children, I bring in or incorporate beautifully illustrated books. And sometimes we actually read the book, but uh, a lot of times we just look at the illustrations just to begin to get their imagination working and, and thinking about, you know, if we're doing a trucks we read a book called zoom i think that's the name of the book and look at lots of different trucks just to get their creative wheels mm -hmm. turning um, i try to do cross-curricular connections so i try to align at least one lesson a year in each grade level with what's happening in the classroom so science and history units are great opportunities to make art relevant to what's happening in the rest of their day we did uh, we were uh, ladybugs in kindergarten when they were studying that in the classroom and we just did tessellations in fourth grade because that came up in their math unit. Wow. Um, I, uh, I also incorporate a lot of music. I think music is uh, uh, really important just even playing in the background. I Usually it's instrumental music. I had a first grader asking me, Mrs. Petrie, do you ever play music with words? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the classical music calms the savage beast, so it really sets a beautiful tone in the classroom. I am known to break out, you know, greatest showman now and then, sure. and uh, obviously, you know, some worship music, depending on what's going on in the classroom uh, when they're engaged in their project. But another really fun thing I do is I do audiobooks. And so when we're on a project that maybe is going to be lengthier and I really need to keep them on task, I turn on an audiobook and it keeps the chatter down and we've listened to Pippi Longstocking and Winnie the Pooh and Mary Poppins and wow. um, it's just a, again a, a 
a fun way to, to keep their creative wheels turning. And um, it's a happy room. We have mm. a, a really fun time. That's an outstanding overview. Thanks for sharing what's going on behind the walls of the art room. That's just fascinating. Um, we have our Night of the Arts coming up. Um, this is a semi-annual event. It's going to be on April 27th. What all can the community expect to see at this event? Well, there will be at least two pieces of art from every student in the art program, mounted, framed, labeled. Uh, I try to choose the two most successful pieces from every child's portfolio. Um, this year I'm considering letting the older grammar students have some input about which pieces are chosen. Maybe let them choose one of their most favorite projects. Uh, I really want them to feel proud about what's being displayed. So uh, we will also have a self-portrait gallery. So that's <laughs> Uh, great fun to see and I'll tell you these portraits you wouldn't think you wouldn't you can't imagine how uncanny uh, the resemblances are wow. how they are, are able to capture their personalities in their self-portraits so uh, there will be a self-portrait gallery there will be some samples of clay products or projects so the work will be randomly displayed. It's I'm not going to just have a bulletin board of all second grade projects. Mm -hmm. uh, that's important, I think. It's going to help uh, the community at large see the entire art program and not just focus on their mm -hmm. child's two pieces. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so exciting when the children find their artwork. It's kind of like a, a seek and find. A proud uh, moment. Right, a very proud moment. I'm hoping to have an artwork guide uh, prepared that explains who or what the inspiration was for the project, what the literature or cross-curricular connection was, what the media was, the skills and vocabulary that the students have learned as a result of each project. I think that's uh, can be a really important thing for parents to understand what went into the creation of that uh, piece. And uh, beyond just the visual arts program for Night of the Arts, it is a representation of the entire fine arts program. So we will have drama students roaming the halls in costume. Uh, producing or sharing some of the songs from the Oklahoma musical. Our, our praise bands would be playing over the course of the evening. Mm -hmm. um, it's truly a lovely evening and really exalts the beauty um, of the entire fine arts program. And that's open to the community, not just right. Veritas. So if Veritas, if you're listening, invite your friends, your family to come enjoy this wonderful display of our art program um, here at Veritas. And Lisa, will you just share a little bit about the Instagram that you've started? Sure. And encourage people to follow yes, along. I'm glad you brought that up. So um, again, because you know, I'm back in that far trailer at the school and I feel like people really don't know what's happening back there and it's magic. And so what I'm trying to do is uh, during a lesson, I'm trying to capture uh, pictures of the processes that the children are learning, really mm -hmm. get some close-up shots, portrait shots, um, as well as uh, images of their completed work. But I, I want the community to see uh, what it takes for these children to, to create their work. So uh, I compile those images, and I do an Instagram post. We share it to Facebook, and I really... Um, it's just been really fun being able to give a glimpse into hmm. the world that we have out there. And if people want to follow, remind us what the handle is. Okay, it is Veritas underscore Warrior underscore Arts. Okay, perfect. And that is shared uh, to the Facebook page. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. That was just a wonderful insight to what's going on in the classroom here. Um, Veritas, be listening for future podcasts. Send any suggestions of something you would like to hear discussed to cpritz at veritasnc.org. And we look forward to seeing you at Night of the Arts. Have a blessed day.